Hey everybody, welcome to The Uninformed Banker. My name's Gerald. Today I want to talk to you about China. They have been in the news left, right, and center. All I see is the China crackdown, the China crackdown, the China crackdown, and that's because they are getting stricter than a nun who moonlights as a drill instructor. They are cracking down on tech companies, housing companies, education companies. Yes, education is a business, as anyone who went to a college knows, and it's a racket. Now, Moving on from that, why are they cracking down so much? There's more than one answer to that, but it all kind of relates to the same thing. It all relates to the middle class because over in China, their, their vision was for like to always have a thriving middle class because that means communism is doing well in theory. So when Zaid took over, he actually made a statement saying he wants to get the Chinese economy and Chinese standard of living up. He didn't care if a few people got rich at the beginning. But that also kind of entails the the thought that, well, yeah, at the beginning you can get rich, but eventually it's going to come down. And I think this is the beginning of that because what's happening now is every decade there is a re-election for the head of the Chinese party. Now, Xi thinks he has done well and the standard of living in China has only gone up under him. And he is expected to kind of buck tradition and go on for a third term. Now, tradition has been that you only stay on for two terms, but... If he's done a lot and things are doing well in China, he could and is expected to try and run for a third term. So what's he need to do to do that? Well, he's got to make sure that the middle class is extra happy. And about a year ago, the gripes started coming up from parents that education was too costly because over there they have a slightly different culture than ours. So it's not about the person. It's about both the past generation and the future generation so they want the past generation to be doing well which they're living longer and they want the next generation to do well it's not about you so all these parents are working really hard because over there they have a tradition of basically one-upsmanship when it comes to education so there i read a story about a kid that you know i think he's in our equivalent of eighth grade he's getting calligraphy lessons he's getting english math science piano and tennis lessons they're spending like seventy thousand dollars a year on their kid and he's only in eighth grade now in the usa we stopped doing cursive like we don't teach cursive we don't teach the analog clock anymore now i know there are some people that do let their kids have their kids take lessons and i encourage that helps out but our generation is not about like one-upsmanship overall and because of the rising cost of these these education systems Basically, he said, you all need to be nonprofits now, which sent people screaming, like running away, which for the past couple of years, there's been this uneasy kind of truce between venture capital, private equity and investors and China, where, look, if you don't get in the government's way and you kind of go along with our directives and you go towards our version of China, you can make some money and we're okay with that. But the money has been coming at a cost to the middle class. You know, the middle class does have to pay for this. And investors do want to get paid. So China is basically saying, look, we're still a huge economy and we're doing well now. So we're going to ride roughshod over all these special interests. And it's not about the businesses or the money to a point. And it's about the middle class. Because when the middle class is happy, they can keep doing their system of government and keep making a united and prosperous. At least that's how they feel. So they're really hammering on basically anyone in, in their way. Like there was some company, I can't remember it off the top of my head. They were, they had a huge valuation when they went public for, uh, they were a Chinese housing developer. Yes. And because housing, 
housing costs over there are at a crisis point, just like in the U.S. Basically, the government's saying you're going to build more, you're going to charge less, and you're going to make less profit, which investors do not like. And heck, the companies don't like it easier either, but over there, they don't have a choice. The other thing they're pushing over there is they're pushing higher wages because higher wages and expanded benefits. Because the Chinese version of like Uber Eats, I can't remember the name of it. They have entirely yellow uniforms and they look like bees biking around. And they were having like issues with the company because the company wasn't paying, in their opinion, a high enough wage and wasn't paying full healthcare costs. And at the end of the day, I look at that and I go, look, you have a hard job, but it's not a skilled job. Most people are taught before they even hit the double digits on how to ride a bike and you are riding a bike. That is your job. So I do I agree with the higher wages for that to a point? Yes, but also there's a point where you go, no, that's not skilled labor. Skilled labor gets paid more because you had to invest time and energy in getting skilled at it. Or And there's a thousand different types of skills. So now if you're the fastest biker in the world, then yeah, you get paid more, but you're also doing the Tour de France. You're not delivering me my mushu. Okay. So that's that was one thing that they're now fighting with companies about, but not really fighting. When China comes down, it's like a hammer and you're the nail, except you're a really tiny nail and they're a really freaking big hammer and they just squash you. They go, you're doing this. Okay. So they're taking aim at them. They're taking aim at tech companies because they think tech companies have gotten basically too big for their britches and they're impacting too much of society and they're afraid of them basically getting too much control, too much influence and actually having a leg to stand on when they go, no, this isn't right. And so they're taking aim at big tech companies in China. They're also taking aim at Western companies, such as I think today they just put out something against our telecom telecom company. But that's kind of a tit for tat thing. You know, you had, we went after Huawei, 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 the, their 5G slash cell phone company. And I mean, we had one of their executives locked up in Canada and then extradited to us. So I kind of get that. You you had to know that was coming at some point. So they took aim at a bunch of our telecom companies, which I get. And to be perfectly honest, I've if you're a company and you're trying to get stuff like that set up, it's always a roll of the dice. You want to have the company that puts in these communication systems be domestic because it's and you want some oversight. You don't want, obviously, to be running it, but you want some oversight like, hey, are you tapping our phones without us knowing and then selling it to someone? Now, do I know if that's true or not? No. Could I see it happening? Yes. But I think there's a lot easier ways that they could get a lot more targeted information than having them invest and build a company in the U.S. and hopefully someone picks them up. But yeah. So I I don't know exactly how much credence that theory has, but it's definitely a security concern. And I understand the U.S. going, no. Especially if someone did a report and went, oh yeah, they are tapping our phones. Yeah. So... I don't know. Um, China's cracking down. Xi is hoping to get reelected for a third term. And China is a dangerous place to invest right now. You basically got to wait until the waters have kind of cooled, you know, because right now they're frothing. They're going back and forth. There's lots of waves out there. And China's trying to do a lot of policy changes. So I'm guessing after the Communist Party election, and maybe a year or two after that, because then you get another eight years where you don't have to worry about it, you know? And once the middle class is happier and there's not such a housing squeeze or a healthcare squeeze, that's when you might want to go in. But right now, between the U.S. trade war with them and, I mean, Australia's fighting with them and, well, Australia's fighting because they 
basically hopped on the U.S. train. And the rest of the, a lot of countries are actually taking, finally taking a stand against China because their attitude the last couple of years has gotten worse and worse and worse. I mean, there was always some issues with like corporate espionage, this, that, human rights violations, but they do have a lot of weight to throw around and they are throwing it around because at the end of the day, as a country's leader, your job is to get the best deal. When you have that kind of weight to throw around, it's a lot easier. But when you get enough countries that go, that's, a, that's enough, you start getting issues. So I know Japan right now is taking a stand against China and they aren't, they aren't happy because they're worried about what happened in Hong Kong happening in Taiwan because they China considers Taiwan part of part of China and Taiwan does not. It's a really weird situation. So Japan has always kind of been silent, and now they're standing up, going, "No, no, 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 no! Taiwan's its own country. They're democratic. Let it, leave them alone." And China is not having that. So they kind of stood up and put out a, a paper the other day about that. And because Japan sees Taiwan as essential to their security. So they're trying to work with the U.S. to kind of protect Taiwan. And Taiwan's trying to protect itself as all as well. And yeah, so big trouble in big China. So everyone, thank you for listening and have a great day. Bye-bye.